What's going on, everybody? It's Flobo Boys. This is another edition of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for the creatives, the show. We get down with creatives. We ask not only the why, but the how. How is everyone doing out there? How are your projects coming together? It's October in the longest year ever in 2020. Uh, I hope you guys have plans to go down uh, the rest of the year, finish strong with some brand new ideas. I would love to hear more about that. Hit me up on social media at Boys or on uh, Instagram at Flobito. And of course, Flobito.com where I have uh, new content every week. Today's guest, Joe Townsend, is a man I met because uh, we share mutual friends. Uh, we collaborated uh, in a weird backward way on this writers group called Right Now. And that yielded the first ever, I guess the only currently, but there's one in the works, uh, anthology of scary stories called Anticipation, which I am featured on, which you can check out on Amazon. But Joe Townsel took that ball and ran with it and became a decorated author in his own right. Novellas and collections are already up to his name and a novel is on the horizon. So I really want to sit down with Joe to see how do you do it? How do you decide to do something else like almost a one? off but somehow took that ball spiked it in the end zone and now is running and gunning as a budding author so without further ado joe townsell right now on new am sam radio welcome back to new am sam radio the podcast for creators and i am being joined by a man that we met through mutual friends, which is what New Amsterdam Radio, New Amsterdam is all about. It's about interconnecting other creatives and seeing them do great things. Joe Townsell is an author, a fantastic fellow, and a strapping young man. How's it going, sir? How's life? Well, first, uh, Flobo, life was wonderful. I sure appreciate the kind words. Um, of course, same back at you. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours as well, so I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. I know that saying you're an author is kind of an understatement because from what I can tell, uh, your author career is, is fairly budding, but you've written way more <laughs> than most <laughs> authors can. Before we get into each particular project, I want to know sure. what was the moment when you're like, oh, this is my creative path, this is my creative outlet, this is what I want to do in my life. Well, I appreciate you asking. I appreciate the assessment as well. Um, you know, I've had, I've had quite a few of those moments throughout my life. Um, of course, when I was younger, I've always been a creative type and goes back to my childhood. I am a cartoonist um, as well, oh, artist in that, in that sense. Um, but most recently, I have to give credit to one of our um, uh, mutual friends and co-authors, uh, Rolando Herrera, for getting me involved in the uh, anticipation project about four years ago. Yeah, He thought that would be a good, yes. You know, with, along with, you know, talented people like Flobo and Rollo, his uh, wife, Leah, and a few others that uh, were just wonderful. And he said, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy being part of this. I said, yes, absolutely. So that's what that's what kind of got me started in my current role. Yeah. So for four years ago, I remember that project because Rollo, if you guys don't know, I want to have him on the show because he's like such an inspiration, whether he means it or not. He's inspiring <laughs> you or not. Uh, he has this thing where he says, hey, man, I know you write some of his writers group. Let's have a writer's thing. And uh, I was like, I wrote books, but no one reads them, you know, and uh, it was kind of interesting being in a writer's group of different writers of different skill levels, experience sure. or whatever. But I really felt like in that book, Anticipation, if I can brag, I really felt like your works were the anchor of that piece. I feel like it it, oh. made, it it gave that book the legs to say, hey, look, this is like the, the top of the class as far as like the ideas, the, the characterizations and a lot of things. I thought it was pretty awesome. 
Well, I sure appreciate that, Flobo. I mean, I, I had a wonderful time doing it. I got more and more involved in the back end of it, too. So that was really fulfilling and educational and have continued on in my, my successive works. And again, being um, collected with uh, authors of your caliber and the others was a, a real thrill. And I think it just really got those creative juices flowing for me. So thank you. So you got to talk to me about the writing, like, regimen. You write daily, word counts, however you feel. Are you instinctual? Are you logical? I think a little bit of all the above. I mean, I, I like to say, if I if I may brag, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm fairly disciplined. I mean, I try, thank you. I, I try to, um, you know, make it a daily practice as, as we should whenever possible. Yeah. Um, there's ebbs and flows, of course. Sometimes, you know, for now, right now, I haven't done a lot of actual writing because I'm doing uh, post-production and, and marketing work. Um, but yes, I mean, in between, I've got some, I already had some new, uh, Shorter works on the horizon, and they'll be in the in the next collection. So, so, so it's like a weekly thing, a day to day thing. Where you say, I feel like I feel like writing today, or is it like between these hours I write. I think uh, for like a lot of other people, I I take care of my daily business, my uh, day jobs as they are, and so forth. I get that taken care of, and then my I think it's pretty much a daily thing for me. I say, okay, this is my time in the evenings. Sure. Everything's done. I my conscience is clear. I've, been, I've taken care of things that are necessary. And I will think about, you know, because I, I think as writers, we're always writing in our heads. Yes. True. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just, okay, I want to get this down on the, you know, down in uh, the computer as soon as possible. And sometimes it's just getting a little bit of, of, of the work done for day. But I would say for me, um, on a nearly uh, daily uh, routine, I w- two, three hours at the, at the least, because once you get going, there's, it's hard to stop. That's definitely true. And you prefer to write directly into a computer, a laptop, a tablet? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I um, I write directly into the uh, publishable format. I just use Word, but it works real well. And there are um, templates I used uh, years ago to format uh, the works in anticipation. And I just work directly into it. Sometimes I'll enter a competition that calls for a different format. But yes, always directly into Word. And then, you know, in the given format directly. And that way I I'm always have a handle of where I am and what my links are and, so, you know, as far as the um, length of the work and so forth. So that's that's my modus operandi for the so, most part. I, okay, okay. Um, stop, stop the presses. I'm fascinated about that. that that's like doing a crossword puzzle in pen. How? How, <laughs> how do you write into – I mean, like, like I guess it's like a training thing or, you know, we're just going to do it or it's kind of like I can't stop this creative flow. Like there's so many authors that write in a notepad or they have a tablet app or they do a bunch of things, but you're going straight to the end of the line. Dude, that's amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it just seems to work for me. I um, yeah. started doing that fairly early on. And I, you know, and sometimes you find yourself backpedaling a little bit or backtracking, whatever, whatever the word is. Yeah, I should, you know, I, you know, should go back a bit and redo that. But of course, that's just that the drafting process. But no, I, I appreciate the um, you're saying so. But that actually has always worked real well for me, just going right into the given format. And then there's just less work at the, at the post uh, production level, I think. We were actually uh, on Facebook talking about uh, my uh, unrequited love in parts of Star Trek Discovery. You know, I, I'm not a huge right. uh, sci-fi person, but I fell in love with Star Trek Discovery on a foreign trip where the, the show was streamed on Netflix over there. Uh, but I feel like there's like so many people are like, man, welcome to Star Trek fandom. But that show's a little different. Uh, I wanted to see like how are people responding to you in those communities. I know with sci-fi, we have a very hard look at what's mm-hmm. accepted, what's real, what's magic. What's so like? How, how do, how's the, the community affecting your work? 
Well, when it comes to um, popular um, franchises, especially like Star Trek, like Star Wars, you do you do get a lot of feedback from friends and, and uh, fellow writers and so forth saying, well, this is not, you know, like the original. This is not like what I thought it would be. And my response to that, of course, is, well, how much do you want to have a rehash versus having something new? I mean, you can, you know, you can admire parts of it. You can not, yeah, not appreciate others. Uh <laughs> Star Trek Picard, the, the the later one is is the same way, and they're really comparing that to the old days. Yeah, um, so that's that's basically my my take on it. it's like you know move forward and and, and evolve, and if it, if it takes a sidestep that you're not crazy about, you know there's always more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I totally I'm totally with that. So, but with the community when they read your books, they're like, "This is awesome," or they're kind of like, "Hey, it's a newcomer doing this genre, a whole sacred." Like, how has that reaction been? Well, I mean, the reaction is, um, and admittedly, it's not a huge reaction, only because my readership is is uh, growing still. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll continue to do so. I think people appreciate um, what I'm doing. I have entered uh, the past works in various competitions, most notably for the Writer's Digest. Uh, no big prizes yet, unfortunately, but this, again, it's a learning process. And I just have been very gratified by some of the feedback I've gotten from um, those periodicals, those uh, competitions, and so forth, yeah. they really seem to zero in some of the, um, the more unique aspects of what I'm trying to do and appreciating that. So that's always very gratifying. I want to be able to keep that up, obviously. Uh, and, and your books are self-published, yes? Yes, exactly. So let's talk about that a bit. Like I, I know it's a whole different, my mom would say, pot of pumpkin. Yes. Uh, a, a lot of creatives are okay with creating the work. I mean, that's the, the thing they want to do. But everything after that, the aftercare, the post-production, the, the marketing, the, the developing mm-hmm. your brand, seems to be a big turnoff. This will navigate me through that. Like, what part with that were, were easier for you than you thought, were more challenging? The aftercare after you have the manuscript in hand. Sure, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say that to some extent, well, let's just say it's gotten easier. It was very challenging the you know the first one or two that I um, self published, again in anticipation being the very first. And um, so far, I'm working with an outfit called uh, Lulu Publishing, which is very popular with um, self publishers. Seems to work very well. It's an easy, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Getting getting it um, formatted and um, out there that's ready for global distribution for both ebook and uh, I, I put it in trade paperback as well. That's very challenging, um, but I think the biggest challenge, though, is again uh, the marketing and you know, getting getting the word out. So I, you know, try to keep up a um, an interesting uh, Facebook page as well as as well as my own website, um, www.joetonsel.com. Little plug there. Oh, yeah. um, I, you know, I have a, I have internet presence elsewhere too. And um, but like I said, I, the one thing I really want to delve more into going forward, I haven't had the opportunity as of yet to do. Um, you know, things like book signings and other types of promotions. I would really like to do more of that. Sure. But yes, it's been, it's been a challenge, but a very gratifying and very, very fun one. So let's talk about it. Your novel and work now is called Made to Order. Tell me about it. What makes it different than any other book in your bibliography today? Well, thank you for asking. Um, it is different primarily, uh, right off the top, is that it is a full-length standalone novel. My works to now have been largely um, anthologies and collections. I've had longer works in, in some of those, but this is my first, and I, I hate to use the, I don't hate to, but I, I hesitate to use the word um, epic, uh, but I'm using it only in terms of length, and, that, and the reason it's longer is because it's basically divided into, into four parts, each of which tells a kind of its own story, but they're also connected. And as far as a basic plot, well, made to order in my universe, 
is the first um, human Android dating service, and it starts off kind of kind of fun and, and whimsical. Yeah. But then over the course of years and decades, uh, this technology begins to get out of hand and the human race is imperiled and bad things happen. And behind all of that, there's a sinister force that's just waiting for it all to play out so he can swoop in and take it all. Do you prefer a physical book? And if you do, paperback, hardback, like what like you personally as a reader, what do you like to have to, to experience your stories? You know, I it's a tough call, but I got to say, I love physical books. Um, you don't see it here behind me today, but I typically have like a huge you know, amount of books on my bookshelves and so forth. But I got to tell you for reading and comfort these days, I just prefer using my iPad or any other reader. I, it just, it, you know, you, there's so many things you can do with it to make it comfortable to read as well as holding it. And like I said, <laughs> my poor mom, she picked up this this one, this new one at 640 pages. Said, "Hey, this thing's heavy." <laughs> uh, yeah. Is well, try the ebook. <laughs> yeah, is it is a hardcover too, or is it paperback only? It'll be paperback only. Oh, uh, but even still, that's a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, in hardback it would be you'd have to get a crane or something. <laughs> <laughs> it must be good. Uh, but but made to order is com- it's completely self contained. Is not going to make a sequel, or is there plot threads open for you? Know what? I, it's not. Maddeningly, if I can say the word, it doesn't irritate you in the sense that oh, well, he just stopped in the middle. But it can, it could continue, but it's it's self-contained. I mean, if I never followed up with with this scenario of these characters, then you, sure. you would be satisfied. Well, that's always a good sign of a healthy universe if you can pull tendrils and make new things from it. People still do Harry Potter like spinoffs, unfortunately. Sure. You know, that's always a good sign. Uh, question: It's kind of a, a vague question, so sure. it's okay sure. if there's no answer for it. But I think a lot of creatives have this. I don't know, egotistical dream, can I say, myself included, that not only we want to create, but we want to create things that has longevity, that has a legacy. When you're, when right. you're dead and gone and the worms eat out your skin, people can still say, wow, he created something awesome. Is that, is that a motivator for you? Or is that kind of something you think about and pass aside when you work? I mean, are you creating a, a, a path to become a legend in your own right? A legend in my own right, or you're meaning the legend in my own mind. Well, either way. Either way. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's, I do have an answer for that, and I think it makes a lot of sense. I, you know, above and beyond the satisfaction of the, of the creativity and then just the, the accomplishment of what I've written, absolutely. I would love to, for this to um, stand the test in time and get more generations. I mean, that's, you know, more generations of readers that are coming along long after I'm part of the scene. Yeah. So yes, I, I, for sure, I um, would love for that to happen, and that's that's one of the prime motivators I think for becoming more of a white, you know, wide scale author that reaches a, a bigger audience. Not for the money, for me, honestly, although that would be nice. Yeah. But um, but no, just only that it gets to a lot of people, and you get a you know, and, you, and I I hope that the people that read my works enjoy them, and it sticks with them for a while. You know, right? Joe, can you tell the people where they can find your other works as well? I would be delighted. Um, I did a quick plug for it. I'll, I'll say it more slowly this time, so it, it'll be better. Yeah, enunciated. All the plug as you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see my name on your screen right now. Um, my website address is just that simple. The triple W, www.joetownsell, one word, dot com. That's my main website. Uh, I'm also, from there, you can, you'll find links to buy it on in various um, formats and retailers once, once those have been pushed out by my publisher. I do have an Amazon author page, just like Flobo. He and I actually appear on the anticipation and um, Amazon page. True story. Involved. 
Um, so you'll find me there. You'll find me um, on all the other retailers. I do have, it's, I'm, I'm embarrassed to mention this because um, obviously my, my friend and colleague here, um, Flobo has a tremendous library of videos, but I've got a little dinky YouTube channel that I just added a video for make to order. So you can go check out my three videos. <laughs> I will check it out today. Right after this interview. <laughs> Keep on the lookout for Joe Townsville. I know big things are coming for that man, that beautiful man and author. Uh, and JoeTownsville.com, that's uh, J-O-E-T-O-W-N-S-E-L.com. His entire uh, bibliography is there. And uh, it's, again, it's very empowering to see how where it came down to uh dedicating yourself to the side craft quote unquote uh it's very easy with some bit of luck uh, and a little bit of dedication how you can make that your main creative pursuit and i can't wait to see what comes next for joe and hopefully he comes back to new amsterdam radio to talk about it but that's all the time i have this week on this edition of new amsterdam radio the podcast for creatives uh newamsterdam.com has the entire archive as well as your favorite podcasting device and if you want to hear more with my interview with joe tanzel check out the patreon join the boys through his crew at patreon.com slash boys bonus content stretching all across my shows and digital channels and, and content as well we're talking photo galleries polls uh you get access to my sister podcast flobo saw it on netflix about two weeks early wanting to become a member on patreon well until next time as always this city is yours <laughs>